Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time mouse sheen is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine Podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. So, what's new, bugaboo? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that caught me so off guard. Uh, the Oscars are this Sunday, so I've just mm. been watching as many of the nominated films oh, yeah. as possible. Has there any? Has there been ones that you're like, why did this get nominated? Yes. Which ones? Nightmare Alley was horrible. What's Nightmare Alley? It's Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett and Tony Collette and Rooney Mara, and it's like basically American Horror Story freak show. Oh, never. But heard Bradley of it. Cooper's like a mentalist or something, and he like I don't know. It was just it was bad. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, don't don't know what that is. Don't know what that is. But it's always <laughs> a fun. I want to watch the movie Coda. Coda is really good. It's really sweet. Yeah, I've just been watching interviews with the cast, and that's yeah. been really fun. It's not like, um, it's your it's your classic like heartwarming movie, yeah, basically. No, but that- it's like, it's got a little bit like the writing is really good, and the fact that there's three deaf actors like in the leads. It's it's really yeah. interesting. It's like really cool to see what they can do with. No, yeah, ASL. that's why. Yeah. But that's exciting. That's exciting. Today, I spilled hot water on my fingers. Oh, no. I thought you were about to say crotch. No. If I would not be recording this podcast if it landed there. <laughs> you would have called out sick. I would have called out sick. No. It, luckily, it didn't land directly on my hand. It got mostly, like, just, like, my fingers, but not a lot. But, ooh, it burned. Ooh, I had to put burn cream on it because it was really yeah. hurting. But... <laughs> That's the that's the latest in my life, baby. Sorry I laughed. Sorry. All's forgiven. I'll only forgive you if you join me in commenting on these Disney four on one stories. Oh yes. I'm okay, very okay. excited. Alright, then all's forgiven. All's forgiven. Let's okay. get into it. Let's get into it. Alright, Becca. I'm gonna there's a couple stories, but I want you to pick. Which one you want to hear about first? Here are the people. Oh. Miley, okay. Jonas Brothers, or Raven? Um. Well, why don't we start with the Jonas Brothers? Jonas Brothers, okay. There's What's actually two here? stories in the Jonas Brothers <gasps> category. A two. trick. And they all revolve around reality TV. I said no. that very country reality tv reality tv all right first story nick jonas has joined the judges panel on nbc's competition series dancing with myself as one of the dance creators the singer is on board after replacing judge shaquille o'neal on the show huh (laughs) i've never heard of this in my life the jealous singer has been roped in for this series by nbc and will join the show alongside popular celebrities Liza Koshy and Shakira. <laughs> the report came after O'Neill. This just sounds like a Mad Lib it story. Does. Also, the fact that it says the jealous singer, and it sounds like it's an adjective about Nick Jonas. 
I know. The report <laughs> came after O'Neill exited the show after technical difficulty technical difficulties during the rehearsals with the show set have slightly delayed production. So I guess scheduling. Uh, was he too tall? I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what it seems like. Dancing with myself will see a group of everyday people compete each week in a number of high energy dance challenges designed and demonstrated by the show's celebrity creators. So Nick Jonas is going to be creating dances for people to do. Yeah. When have we ever seen him? Dance. I mean, when have we ever seen Shaquille O'Neal dance? <laughs> um, or Liza Koshy. Or Liza Koshy. Shakira is gonna show all of them up. Well, of course. Um, I mean, Nick, get the paycheck when you can. Sure. Get the paycheck while you can. You know what? Leave your baby at home. Leave your baby at home. <laughs> and. Make some funny dances for regular people to do. <laughs> um, well, from one reality show to another, and from one Jonas brother to two Jonas brothers, Kevin and Frankie Jonas are set to host unscripted series called Claim to Fame on ABC, going from NBC to ABC. Wow. Kevin and Frankie Jonas are challenging celebrity relatives to go undercover in a new unscripted series for ABC. It's called Claim to Fame, and it comes from Love is Blind and Married at First Sight producers. So this is what the show will be about. The series will challenge 12 celebrity relatives to step outside their famous family member shadow and live together under one roof, concealing their identity and lineage in the quest for their own fame and fortune. They will compete in challenges from alliances and play DNA detective in hopes of avoiding elimination and winning the coveted $100,000 prize and staking their own claim to fame. So you're giving the relatives of famous people more money? So, but I guess it's like relatives of famous people who aren't in the industry? you're not still, like, if they're relatives, they're probably wealthy I mean, what if it's like, like, I don't know, like, Blake Lively's second cousin? Who knows? I I, I don't know. I just think it's funny how the joke of the Jonas Brothers is Kevin is always overshadowed. And then you have the bonus Jonas, which everyone forgets. And they are hosting a show about celebrity uh, family members who no one knows about. That just does not sound interesting to me at all i'm wondering like it has to be relatives that no one knows because you know because that's the name of the game you can't people can't figure out who it is because at first i thought it was kevin and frankie who were competing and i said that doesn't make any sense right people would know who they are but they're hosting it huh so we have nick hosting a show on nbc his other two brothers hosting a show on ABC. What is up with these celebrities doing reality TV show hosting gigs? It must be where the money is. Yeah, but I thought the music. Or maybe don't... they all don't want to be around their kids. I don't know. <laughs> that could also be very true. That could also be very true. All right. Well, since we're talking about the Jonas Brothers, we're going to segue into a story that revolves or includes Nick Jonas. And this is kind of a good uh, segue to do the Miley stories. Because it's two stories in one. 
So Miley notices uh, Nick Jonas. This is the second story or third story of the day. Miley Cyrus notices a Nick Jonas sign during Lollapalooza Chili concert 15 years after after the split, taking sides while attending Miley Cyrus's Lollapalooza Chili set. One fan made it crystal clear which side of the Miley Cyrus-Nick Jonas breakup they supported. F. Nick Jonas, the Wrecking Ball singer said during the Saturday, March 19th concert. But she replied, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Just one of the other signs. Just one of the other signs. And going off that, she was leaving Chile. And Miley Cyrus's plane got in a really bad thunderstorm. Oh, I saw that. She posted on her Instagram. Instagram. Miley Cyrus said she's safe after a plane she was taking to South America for a music festival was hit by lightning and forced to make an emergency landing. This is what she wrote on her Instagram. To my fans and everyone worried after hearing about my flight, our plane was caught in a major unexpected storm and struck by lightning. She shared a video and it's really crazy. She says everyone. Have you seen Almost Famous? Kate Hudson movie? Yeah. Yes. I, it made me think of that scene where they're all in the plane. Yeah. And the plane's like about to crash and they're all just like shouting secrets at each other. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm glad Miley's safe. Scary. What do you think about someone putting up that sign at uh, a Miley Cyrus concert and she noticed it? I'm pretty sure that there were signs like akin to that when we were at Music Midtown, especially since the Jonas Brothers had played oh, yeah. the set the night before. Maybe she got in the in the bad weather because she played Mother's Daughter. You love that song. I do love that song. She also I'm noticed, just mad that I wasn't there to hear it. She also noticed uh, a sign that said, please sing the hoedown throwdown, and she did a little bit of it. She did. She couldn't remember it at first, but then, it, but then she got it. I said, yeah. how can you forget? How Pop could it, you forget? Lock okay. it. Country. Buy it. Uh, well, I just forgot it. Put your hawk in I the s- sky. <laughs> With side to side. And Jump then to the left. Stick it. Glide. <laughs> so, Miley, we're glad you're safe. We're very glad. Glide. We're, we're glad you're safe. We're glad you're safe. <laughs> we're glad you're safe, Miley Cyrus. <gasps> have you ever been in a really bad, like, storm in a plane? No. I have, and it is kind of... I've noticed the more I fly, there's, like, a good... 15 to 20 minutes just randomly in the flight that I start getting nervous. Even if yeah. nothing's happening, it's just, will just like kind of dawn on me that I'm up in the air <laughs> and it's a long way down. And I'm just, well, I'm I like, have, <laughs> you know how they come on at the beginning and they're like, if there's a change in cabin pressure, something, something. One of the last flights I went on, like the last flight I went on before COVID, there was a change in cabin pressure. And the and things we had to descend emergency land in Baltimore. No, <gasps> it, the ma- the mass didn't come down. Okay, but you had emergency but, land. Yeah, and I got like a three hundred dollar voucher from Southwest because of it. I always know if we're like hitting turbulence. I always look at the flight attendants because yeah. if they look a little <laughs> worried and if they have to sit down, then you're like, Ooh, we're in for a bumpy ride. But if they're just still like, yeah. we're like we're like tossing and turning, and they're just like, we just like a diet coke. <laughs> Most turbulence to me is just like a little wee, but that time I remember like my head felt like it was going to burst and like my brain was going to come out of my Uh, ears. It hurts so bad. Yeah. I just like randomly it like, again, it could be like the smoothest flight ever, but just like randomly for 15, 20 minutes. I just kind of 
I just kind of freak out for a minute. That's fair. It's scary. Yeah. All right. Final story, which is a story that happened that, that, that a story that's kind of been bubbling up, but I didn't really know like how to proper way to bring it up. But I think this is a good way to bring it up. Yeah. Um, Raven's home cast joins Disney staff protesting the don't say gay bill. Raven Simone and the cast of Disney Channel's Raven's Home walked off the show set on Tuesday in solidarity with the other Walt Disney Company employees to protest the Don't Say Gay bill. This is what Raven posted on her Instagram. In support of our LGBTQ plus family and all of those who will be damaged by the Don't Say Gay bill, we, the cast of Raven's Home, are walking out. She captioned a video post on Instagram, which included castmates and executive producers. In today's world, it is imperative that we take stands, show support, and move forward, not backwards. I Raven's think. always leading the charge. She is. Raven's I love always to see that charge. video. I opened the comments and the first one I saw was somebody going, bisexual here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, me too, but <laughs> what does that have to do like with Raven anything? Like Raven was like taking attendance. <laughs> bisexual here. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. That's what they put. But this is. Raven is just so Raven because y'all just have to watch the video because she was like, way walking out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and speaking Raven. of Raven's home, that's all the news stories, right? Oh, yeah. that That's all the stories we got. That's all the okay, proper well, now, Disney 411. I mean, this is technically still part of our Disney 411. This is, yeah. This is yeah. just another little one of our segments that we're doing with the new season of Raven's home. And we've decided to call it Raven's home rehash. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah. So just because this is a very nostalgic, heavy Raven's home season, and it seems like Raven so far is going to be the main focal point of the show, of the new season. I, Beck and I decided we're pretty much going to watch it until we decide we don't want to anymore. Um, yeah. We haven't decided if we're going to do a Raven's Home rehash every episode. But I think if it's an important episode to talk about, we'll do it. Right. So this episode, honestly, not a lot happened. No. Um, but the gist is just basically more of the same, like, Victor is not eating well and Raven wants him to work out, but people keep bringing by pies. And then Victor is trying to like use Booker (laughs) to make him sandwiches. And, um, uh, there were one or two jokes that were good for the most part. It wasn't that great. I have to say, I feel like they could have just put the first episode of the season and this one as just an hour long. Yeah. And it would have, done like like it would have been a perfect like season premiere it felt like this was just kind of like because they didn't get an hour this was just kind of part two of the first episode because also yeah they haven't i'm assuming they haven't officially moved it they didn't address it at all so i guess not because i feel like that would have been a conversation right what if this was an episode that they shot later and they just like stuck it first like who I, don't knows? Know. I don't know that happens all the time um raven said ribs she did say ribs again and if it you also know at one point um she has a classic raven shenanigan where she like there's a pie on the shelf and she mm. knocks the shelf and the pie like sits there for a full 10 seconds before it comes down but she has to let it fall on her and it right. sounded like she went oh damn <laughs> <laughs> and i know i know that's not what she said but there was a lot of raven physical comedy so after that pie incident she like 
hit because she was she was showing Victor how she changed her lifestyle habits so she's gonna lead by example. And while she was doing it, she hit her foot with one of the weights, and so oh, she, and she, she had, was hollering. And so she had a vision of Booker, her son, giving Victor the pie. No, a sandwich. The meat mountain sandwich. And so she was trying to go downstairs, but she hit her foot. So like, and she has pile over her face because she knocked over the pie. And so classic Raven is like hobbling along the stairs. Well, there's there's like a full three minutes first where she's like, my toe, my little baby toe, my picky toe. (laughs) When, of course, Raven sees the vision wrong. And Victor says, like, thank you, Booker, for not letting me eat this sandwich. And so when she finally sees it, she's, like, leaning up against the wall. She goes, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. And then they... she falls down the <laughs> stairs, and it's clearly a, a dummy, which was, which is so funny to me when it's, like, clearly a dummy and no one cares to really yeah. cover it up. And then she goes, I'm okay. So it's classic Raven. <laughs> They had, speaking of classic Raven, they have the little girl, Alice, do a Raven impression. Yeah. Which was a big reach. It felt like a huge reach for a joke and the nostalgia, like, tab for the episode. Yeah. It was, it was really random why she did it. Yeah. She does an impression of Victor and then Raven's like, do me! And then she, like, literally, like, it's like us, the fans, it is. Like, oh, this is a this is a Raven Simone impression. You nasty. Like what? And then once again, we're gonna have to start a counter because there was another Tanya tease, I felt Tanya like, tease. Towards the end where Victor and Raven are talking about like his health habits and he's like, I've been living this way for a long time. And I exactly. kept waiting for him to go, you know, ever since your mom died. Like, I'm waiting for it. It has to happen. When Tanya finally like <laughs> Whatever happens with Tanya, <laughs> that's going to be um, um, a breaking time machine episode. Uh, we will have to get on the hot mic watch and put us out an get episode. That. Onto, watch us get like all the way to the end of this season, and they never address it, and we look like fools. And she was like the grocery store. She's like that line was that line was insane. <laughs> <laughs> that's really all I have to say. Other than so, we watched it this time on. Um, I had like it recorded to my DVR so it was live Disney Channel and like the graphics now are so lackluster and as I was skipping through the commercials there were like actual toy commercials just (gasps) on the Disney Channel oh yeah because I used your account yeah Yeah, I guess which is crazy I'm wondering if it's because now back in the day they had like High School Musical Cheetah Girls Camp Rock Lizzie McGuire like they had a lot of things that they could sell yeah. Like with music and movies and like those DVDs. So they really didn't have to get outside Disney commercials. But now I think it's just so different that they need. Yeah. They still other had, things. they still had like segments here and there, but yeah. I did notice like one or two just like toy doll commercials popping I mean, it's up prob- in there. I mean, I think it's just probably that. They just don't have enough in house things that make them money anymore. So they need to like buy ad spots but before we leave our raven's home rehash what did you think of visiting the set of raven's room in the attic oh i loved the joke when um she was like if these walls could talk and victor was like what would they say and she was like nothing (laughs) (laughs) that was like the best moment of the episode not me making a janitor costume spy my friends (laughs) not me turning into a cow (laughs) oh all right 
Well, that's officially the end of our Disney 411 segment. All right. And speaking of the end of Disney 411, we are now at the end of our month Aww. of music as well. Yeah. Um, we are covering the final episode where, not the final episode on Disney Channel where someone forms a band, but the final one that we chose right. to cover this month. Make it happen from Wizards of Waverly Place. From Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> from season two, which has 30 episodes in it. Yep. Make it. It's called Make It Happen Season 2, Episode 11. And depending on what time zone you were you were at at this time, you either watch this on December 31st, 2008 <gasps> or January 1st, 2009. Whoa. Yep. It was aired on, like, you know, Disney Channel would do the New Year's mm-hmm. Eve specials. Yeah. And y- you got to vote on, like, which I guess I'm assuming this is what happened. You get to vote on which new episode you wanted to see. Remember when they did that? I think yeah. this is what it was. So this is what won. Crazy. So basically this episode is all about Alex, Justin, and Max are visited by someone in the wizard world and basically say, since only one of you can be the family wizard, you guys got to start thinking about what you want to do with the rest of your, with the rest of your lives. And, Max, I mean, not not Max, Alex and Justin decide they think they want to form a band and Max wants to be a magician. So a funny thing about this while I was doing like, you know, I always like Google the episode just to like, you never know what you could find, like fun facts and stuff like that. Yeah. And the creator of Wizards of Waverly Place, Todd J. Greenwald, he said that this is an episode He'd like to forget that what that happened. Really? Mm-hmm. He Why? was at some. He was at some like. He was being interviewed, and they asked like, "What is your favorite Wizards episode?" And no, the question was one. What was a Wizards episode you weren't too fond of? And he said the episode where we had to start a band. So he goes, I think. He, and he went on to say, I just think it was some people from above wanting to jump in on the Disney musical thing. And it was sort of a peg and a round hole, if you ask me. It made for a memorable random episode. There were definitely some random memorable episodes, that, and that was one of them. And because this was the time of High School Musical, Hannah Montana, Cheetah Girls. And he said, at least even if it wasn't exactly the same vibe as the rest of the series, the music had that usual Disney Channel catchiness, the song that they sing in the end. He said, if you're going to throw a catchy song, this is a great way, but I don't know what's so amazing about Wizards playing the drums with the catchy song. He goes, it was probably the, his most, the most un-Wizard-like episode. He goes, some, a lot of the Wizards episodes are weird, but he said this was just even weirder because it just didn't make sense to him. That's so interesting. I didn't think it was, like, bad. I don't think he said it was bad. He just was like, we didn't make this show for all of a sudden them to become rock stars. No, I I understand. And there were a couple moments and shots specifically that we'll talk about that I think made it feel very music video-y. Yeah. And I know that's not on tune for the show. But yeah, so we we start with like a pre- pre-wizard lesson and Justin is messing around on the guitar. Did you see what Justin's shirt said in this scene? <laughs> What, I'm a smug? No, it says bipolar bear. You're lying. I'm literally not. Go back and look. 
How did they get away with that? I don't know. I think it was covered by either his guitar or like there were very few times that you could clearly see all of it. And I, I think I only noticed because I saw it say, but I thought I was like, does that say bipolar? And I looked closer and it does like in some of the shots, it looks like it just says bipolar. And in one of the shots, it looks like it just says bi, which <laughs> bisexual here. <laughs> I know. I was like, do you think that was Justin commenting on Raven's Instagram page? <laughs> But yeah, it says bipolar bear bi- here. It said bipolar bear. <laughs> Jess is gonna recomment bipolar bear here. But it was like a green plain T-shirt with like graffiti lettering on it. So either it was made to look like that, or that's a homemade shirt. I'm going to have to go back and look. You're at gonna it. have. I swear to God, it says bipolar bear. So, Wizards was not the show that I was like gotta watch every episode. Because, you know, those were around the time when, you know, I started watching other things besides the Disney Channel. Yeah. Wizards but, was, like, the last one that I even vaguely kept up with. Yeah. So, I remember it. Like, I remember how the show ends. So, like, when they were talking about only one could be the family wizard, what are you guys going to do? So, I do you know who how the show ends? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, you know who wins the competition? That's how they wrap up the show. Yes. Okay. Okay, I just was making sure. I looked it up yesterday. Oh, see, exactly. <laughs> Don't come for me. Anyway. Because so I thought I'm... for sure it was one of them, and it was for sure not. <laughs> um, So I just kind of forget, like, how the characters are in the show. So far, out of all the Disney shows we've watched for this podcast, Justin gets under my skin. Justin sucks, man. He Justin sucks. Russo gets under my skin. He sucks. Especially I don't know. that scene later. But, like, yeah, he's so I don't annoying. know if it's the character. I don't know if it's just how David Henry's playing it. He just gets under both. my He just gets under my skin. Also, everyone's hair in this first scene is rough. Yeah. <laughs> like, David like... DeLuise looks like he has on a fluffy toupee, which he might. Selena Gomez looks like one half of her hair is longer than the other. Yeah, she got weird bangs. Like, Justin has the, like, like gel yeah. hair spike. And then Go Diego Go has <laughs> Jake T. Austin. Just uh, has, like, a, a schoolboy haircut. But Justin is just, like, on the guitar or whatever. Yeah, like, Alex... obvi- uh, like, all of a sudden, Justin can play guitar? Yeah. Alex makes some joke that's, like, oh, is that song called Stop You're Hurting My Ears or something like that? Yeah. Which I was like, he's not that bad. But his comeback, <laughs> do you remember what he said? No. You I do not. Re- it, it was probably. like, would you? yeah, well, you should have. It was like, <laughs> it was delivered so weirdly. It just didn't have the correct timing on it. And so, so yeah, Alex goes, what was the name of that song? Stop, you're hurting my ears. This is Justin's reply. Yeah, it's off my new CD called Alex is a Cow Moo. Okay. <laughs> but he said it so fast. Yeah, he did. Like, what did he say? Yeah. And then we are treated to when the, the person from the Wizarding World arrives. This person is like a quarter gargoyle. And they yeah, use... This is scary. Okay, is that this what you were talking about? This is scary. Yes! Did you not think it was scary? I thought... No. I could, I could see why you would think it was scary. Oh, my God. If I had seen this as, like, a child, it would have haunted my nightmares. 
Yeah, so the all the wizard's lesson is what the whole show's about is they need to talk about their futures and the, like a basically a guidance counselor from the wizarding world comes by and lets them know that. And it's played by comedian Fred Willard. And he has he basically looks like the Joker. Yeah, he's got like a pointed like eat like all the way around like prosthetic yeah, mouth. basically it looks like the Joker with no, like, white face paint. Yeah, I mean, uh, the character was fine. It was just the visual was so... Yeah, it's scary. it's weird with this show. They're either, they either make the wizards look very normal or really weird. But he comes in and everyone is rightfully, like, kind of weirded out by him. Yeah, well, they, they aren't... He keeps asking them if they have any questions about, like what he's saying about how they should have a backup plan or the wizard contest. And they just keep asking him questions like, do bugs get in your mouth? Which he's like all the time. <laughs> or like, does it of, hurt to uh, smile like that? It reminded me of the Austin Powers bit where it's like Molly. And he's, you, have you ever seen Austin Powers? I've seen the first one and I've seen the second one, I think one time. There's like this bit in Austin Powers where this guy has like a gigantic mole in his face. And so I don't know if it's Dr. E. No, it has to be Austin Powers who does it. And Austin can't say anything. He just looks at the mole. He goes, mole, 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 mole. And so that's what that reminded me of, where they were just like, big mouth, big mouth. So then we get, so now the the seed is planted that they all have to figure out what they want to do. Yes. Which is like, it's just like one of those things where like guidance counselors in TV shows are like, you have to figure out your future now. Yeah. I'm like when you're 12 when you're 12 and so like you're not gonna change your major at least twice in college right right so Alex says her dream is to be a professional drummer in a band and then Justin's dream is to beat robots at chess okay here's the thing (laughs) they make from what I remember Justin's supposed to be the practical one the smart one correct this is not following in the Justin character, in my opinion. That would no. be something that Max would want to do. But then when he said, beat robots at chess, the canned laughter went, hoo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> I was like, what is so funny about that? Right. Because <laughs> they're like, this is not what Justin would say. I want to play chess. <laughs> I, I do not know how to play chess. Me either. It's so hard. And I'm not going to learn. You can't make me. I the only thing I know about um, chess is that once I make my move, you're free to check the king. The only thing I know about chess is that... Did you not pi- pick up on the <laughs> No. What were you, what once were you I make my move, you're free to check the king. No. Ron, no. <laughs> what is it? That scene <laughs> from Sorcerer's Stone? That's the only, like, Harry Potter movie I've seen. Well, then you should have known. That scene is iconic. It's Mimosa. Wait. Not Wait. you saying the brunch t-shirts. Wait. <laughs> it's, it's Mimosa. Wait, how does it go? What's it's, the... it's Leviosa in the movie. But No, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking bachelorettes, about the bachelorettes and brunch women take to wearing these shirts around that say it's mimosa, not mimosa. <laughs> and it makes me wretch like audibly every time I see them. 
that's my favorite. I know you it's love Friends, favorite. but also the genre of Bachelor shorts oh. are like the one where she gets married. No, like, I hate. I I love Friends, but I refuse to do any themed Friends stuff because I think that is. So, sorry to everyone who, if you've done it, that's awesome. But <laughs> I remember one time I saw these like this group of Bachelorettes wearing T-shirts that said like "Bride, Mother of the Bride." bridesmaid maid of honor and they were walking into the restaurant i worked at and the two in the back just had on these plain black t-shirts and they looked angry <laughs> they didn't get them they didn't get a shirt i mean we talked i think we talked about, about this before when both of us went to disney world separate times but i the disney world shirt mm-hmm. aesthetic is so like especially the i love when because it, it's just so like what's happening is when the the yeah. husband wears a shirt yeah that's basically a dunce cap but she shirt. wants the d she wants the d or like <laughs> i have my my wallet is the poor unfortunate soul or something like that yeah i paid for this trip i paid for this trip You're it's like, all okay. those loves the magic yeah. loves the money <laughs> right loves the right. magic pays for the magic well, my favorite disney villain is my wife right right well speaking of magic max wants to be max doesn't really know what he wants to be but he overhears alex wanting to be a musician and later in the episode he comes to the sub shop and he's a magician he enters though like i thought his backup career was vampire the way he entered (laughs) he like throws open the doors of the sub shop he's got on a cape he's holding (laughs) out the cape and he's like good evening ladies and gentlemen (laughs) and then he you find out it's because he's like calling himself the great Maxini. Yeah. And he's like speaking with an Italian twinge a bit. But I yeah. really was like, this man wants to be a vampire. Right. So before that, Justin and Alex. Is this. How, okay. So how does Justin get into the mind of being a musician? Is it after Alex says that that's what I she think wants to do? So. What happens is Alex is Justin is like sitting in the sub shop messing with his guitar and the mom comes down and the mom is like, why don't you start a band with me? And then she grabs a ketchup and starts going mother and son, mother and son. And so and then Alex list- comes down like dinky 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 on the. Oh, stairs. yeah. More ca- more and, cowbell. Right. And she's like, this drummer thing is going to be so easy. And then Justin, to get out of starting a band with his mom, is like, I'm actually starting a band with Alex. And then she's like, oh. And it just kind of yeah, yeah. So if you have been listening to our month of music, our previous episode, On Top of Old Oki, which was about uh, Corey and the boys, he also, there were, the plot line was also the mom wanting to join the band. Right. <laughs> And they're getting turned down. But Tanya ends up saving them, whereas Teresa. What's her name? Yeah, does not. So, yeah, so that's when we get not Max, Alex and Justin forming the band. Yeah. And this is, and so then they go back upstairs and they're trying to do rehearsal. And this is when I was like, I feel like. Wizards of Waverly Place, the cast was encouraged to just improv. Did you Maybe. get that? Because if you if you go back and watch that scene of Alex and Justin rehearsing, because mm-hmm. you can tell at least with me, I can kind of tell when someone's doing like a scripted thing, and then all of a sudden you can tell, oh, that was improvised. 
There's yeah, like just I a didn't different feel interview like, about it. Um, later, there's a scene in school where Justin is like, and the drums will be like, and the crowd's like, ah, and he just does like onomatopoeia for like two minutes. And I feel like yeah. there's no way someone sat down and no, went, yeah, and the crowd was, goes, ah, like on their. No, yeah, it was exactly like that because. Justin and Alex started arguing. He's like, it's not opposite day. And Alex's like, well, if it was opposite day, I wouldn't have been doing this with you. Like, it was Why like stuff like that. Opposite like, day is always like a go to joke for shows like this. <laughs> right. Um, I had a question in this scene too. And I don't know if you know better than me or if the show has answered this at all. But if, if dad, and I can never remember these characters freaking names Jerry? Jerry. Jerry if Jerry was a wizard and he's not anymore. How are his kids wizards? I think it's just one of those things where it's in his DNA. He just doesn't have his powers anymore. But that makes sense that if he doesn't yeah. have his powers and he got his powers taken away before they were born, technically they shouldn't be wizards. Right. I mean, I guess we don't know the timeline, but it, Teresa's it, not. I'm pretty – so he either lost the – he either lost the competition – or I think he won it, but gave up his powers to marry Teresa. Uh, that would make more sense. I think that's what it is. Because, you know, like, every magical movie or TV show is, like, if the magical person marries a regular human, then they have to give up their powers for some reason. Right. I Some wizard stan may be able to tell us better, because I guess we really right. don't know. Or maybe I'm they sure just can, never said. But I'm sure I can Google it. I'm sure I can Google um, it. They have a montage where Alex is, like, casting spells on Justin and making him try on different fits and looks for the band, and one of them is just straight-up Desi Arnaz. <laughs> I was waiting for him to be like, Alex, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> You're right. Right. You, the, the, it was sitting there. It was sitting there. Thank God and he then, <laughs> And so they were rehearsing, and Jerry comes up, and he goes, is this you guys' backup plan? And they're like, yeah, we're going to form a band. And he was just like, why aren't you working at the subset off? This is my dream. And they're like, no, we want to do something else. And so they come to this agreement because Jerry is so worried about their future. They come to this agreement that he's going to let them perform. And he'll let them, for some reason, whatever backup plan they choose today and today only is what they have to choose for the rest of their lives. Right. Like, what if when doesn't the wizard competition happen like i don't know when it happens but it's like i mean it it happens at the end of the series and the series only lasted a couple years right so then they would still be young like why don't you go to college like a normal person and figure it out from there right it's just like the way this is like if you choose like it, it was just like a weird thing because it's not even where the guidance caster comes in and it's like okay Midnight on this day, you have to sign what you're going to do if you lose the wizard competition. There wasn't nothing like that. No. To like kind of like raise the stakes a little bit. It was just like you have to choose. They're like immediately, and he's going to come back and ask. You have to be a horse farmer, and we're going to check up on you. And if you're not a horse farmer, you know we're going to murder your family. Right. <laughs> I think they could have like little. They're like, well, when it gets closer to the competition. You have to sign yeah. what you're going to do so we know what you're up to. Like, also, I don't the, know. Dad, it, the dad gets so peeved that nobody's backup plan is working at the sub shop. And he's like, is the sub shop so bad? Like, yes. <laughs> I've always, like, a little, like, back in my mind, I'll be like, I wonder what it would be like to, like, be in a family that owns a restaurant. I don't know. 
In sitcoms, they make it look so cool. But I know it's hard work. It's not great. And I can only imagine it would be worse if it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, did you ever have, did your parents ever like ask like, because we both went to school Mm -hmm. for for like, you know, performing arts and stuff. Um, But where your parents are like, okay, you have to have a backup plan. Well, yeah, I wasn't, I was not allowed to just be a theater major. Oh, yeah, you did double. That's why I was a double major. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always was like growing up, I was like, maybe I'll be like a a therapist. A therapist. (laughs) Big dreams, big dreams. Uh, Is that because of Jamie Lee Curtis and Freaky Friday? Yes. I wish. And how do you feel about that? Depressed. (laughs) Depressed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bad mama ward. So the deal that Jerry gives the kids, Alex and Justin, is he will let them perform. Yeah. If they get a crowd to perform. To come to the sub shop and they'll they'll get to perform and if there's a big crowd he's gonna be like okay that's gonna be a backup plan but if no one shows up he's gonna make them work at the substation apparently yeah like force until, them until, by law i guess too. yeah until they die ham on rye till the day ham on die. rye until you die <laughs> so that alex is passing out flowers at school flowers flyers um <gasps> for the band and her fit is atrocious i knew you were gonna say something i knew you were gonna say something (laughs) it's so bad and the way she has her hair like she's got kind of like an ashley tisdale like her bangs are pinned back and they're sticking up and it looks really rough and it's just like a mismatched top and bottom with like knee-high boots bermuda shorts i think probably that makes yeah and then just like big stompers yeah and that's the scene where justin does his like minute long improvisation of yeah because apparently because for him yeah so uh, like becca said alex is passing out flyers at the high school for people to come to the sub and he wants to name the band after a medieval flower yeah but uh alex named it burn (laughs) which is not very good um and so they get mad because a classic band episode they're not right. getting along, and so they have to break up. But there's only two of them, and in the fight that they have, they both – like, Alex is like, well, I'm kicking you out of the band, and Justin's like, you can't kick me out of the band because I'm kicking you out of the band. So then there is no band. Yeah, there's there's no band. And that conflict and- lasts about all of two seconds. Right. Because <laughs> – so then we get some, like, scenes of Max doing some magic tricks, and the entire time I'm thinking – if I was his parents, I wouldn't believe it. I think I'm like, you are already magical. How right. do I not know you're just doing this? Like, yes, it's basic, like, magic. Well, him choosing do. magician to me says, like, he's like, no, I my backup plan is still being a, a wizard. Sorry. Like, yeah, his backup plan is what he's trying to do, but a watered-down version. There's nothing else for me. Also, he's like, what, nine, ten? <laughs> If you had Probably asked me to choose my career when I was 9 or 10, I would be a teacher. And you know how much I hate kids. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, this episode is just so weird. I, so I agree with the creator. When we're back in the the apartment, Justin is sitting there playing the guitar. And then he and Alex kind of decide to get the band back together. And there's a shot of Justin's bare feet propped I up on the table right that. in the camera. I said, well, what did he say? He goes, he 
before they decided to join the band, he said he was just going to do his own thing and have an album cover of his feet in the sand. Feet is Nickelodeon's game. What are you doing? Right, right. I said, is this a Nickelodeon original? Like, it was just the way, like, they were not in focus. It was like a shot of something else happening, but they were so just, like, right up at the camera. Yeah. It was nasty. Them dirty dogs. Them dirty dogs. Them dirty (laughs) feet. (laughs) Oh, and and so this is when Alex, like, apologizes without apologizing. Which, uh, with, blah, 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 blah. Tongue twister. Speaking of tongue tongue twisters, this the title of the show, Wizards of Waverly Place, is a tongue twister. I think. Wizards of Waverly Place. Wizards of Waverly Place. Wizards of Waverly Place. Okay, no need to brag. (laughs) But (laughs) red red leather, yellow leather. (laughs) Red leather. Wizards of Waverly Place. Wizards of Waverly Place. (laughs) The next time, like you go to an audition in New York, and someone is in the corner, like Wizards of Waverly Place. Wizards of Waverly Place. Um. So I remember when the show started and Selena Gomez was, you know, getting interviewed and like later on she was still getting interviewed and she said that one of her biggest acting inspirations is Jennifer Aniston because one of her mm-hmm. favorite shows is Friends. This scene, she was taking pages out of the Jennifer Aniston acting book. Right. There was like the way she said certain things, the way she reacted, I said, that is Rachel from Friends. Mm-hmm. Apologizing without apologizing feels like also a... <laughs> Very Rachel. Like, the like, you know, like in the scenes, uh, Alex was like, uh, "I'm sorry," like you know, like like that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, that is such a gener- there's like a scene in my mind that Jennifer Aniston did, and maybe I'll do like a side by side and post it and be like, Selena, Selena Gomez took a page out of the Jennifer Aniston acting school. It was so Jennifer Aniston. I just couldn't get over it. Yeah. So then they're they're playing in the sub shop, and what is what does Justin end up this happens? The band? So, this happens so fast. I, I know we we a, don't ever see them rehearse practicing. Yeah, I yeah I thought there was just going to be like another montage, or there was like things were going to get built up. But no, before we're, they go we're on, right to it. Yeah, before they go on, Max does his magic tricks. And, I mean, what does he do? Just, like, kind of basic stuff? Yeah, just, like, flowers in the coat, like, sleight of hand stuff. Yeah. So, Smiley Creepy McFreak Face is there again to watch and observe. Yeah, and Jerry, he's like, I have some aprons ready for you just in case. That's (laughs) so nasty. (laughs) Yeah. I'm ready for you to fail. Thanks a lot, Dad. What if Thank he had, you. like, slipped a piece of ham in their pocket and been like, just in case. Just in case. He gives him, like, a front. He gives him, like, a, a spatula. Just in case. Alex is like, can I get my drums? why don't I just Alex take like, drumsticks away? And here's a spatula. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. He would so do that. I know he would. But before, And he'd so, nod and shake his head and be like, you're going to need it. Because it's David <laughs> Eloise and he's... David DeLuise wasn't hamming it up in this episode nearly as much as he, he was in the first one we watched, but I think maybe yeah. that's also because of his lack of screen time. Right. Before we get too far into like the the climax of this episode, the reason Alex goes back to Justin to apologize to try to get the band back together is because the guidance counselor comes back and is just like asking Alex, like, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, ah, I don't think the thing's going to work out for me. I should just stick to my backup plan that my dad suggested like he did is working at the sub shop and the guy in the council was like your dad this was not his dream his dream was to be a bull rider 
and they say that he was like not bad at it yeah and he like had a jacket and everything so that's what gives alex the idea what was it? he the italian yeah he was called the italian buckaroo god <laughs> <laughs> so alex is like oh so he never went after his dream because apparently in this episode it's their dream to be a musician so that's how the band thing gets resolved so it's an empty sub shop and then is this when the so cut to when alex and justin are about to perform and is this when does the crowd come right before they start or during it the crowd is like forming as they start and then they sort of start to like drift over to the stage. Alex is singer drummer. Singer drummer. She's both. Um and apparently mm. her microphone has harmony of Selena Gomez built into it already. That's the scene. <laughs> um, so, the song the song is called Make It Happen, which is I guess where the title of the episode yeah, comes from. And the name of the band is called The Alabaster Carnation. <laughs> Which is so funny when all the people at the end of the show start going Alabaster Carnation. I know. Alabaster I thought they, I, I thought they said Alabastered, like bastard. And I said, Ooh. "Excuse me." Spicy. Um, um I yeah. like this. What song. did you think? You liked it? I do. So it's funny because the song, the lyrics are alluding that they have magical abilities. They are, yeah. Which I hate. It's very supernatural. It's very like the viewers will. It's tongue in cheek for the viewers. Yeah, but otherwise the lyrics don't make any sense. They don't. They don't. I mean, ly- I'm I, not. I'm not saying I like the lyrical content. Just like the beat and Selena's vocals on it weren't bad. And the, it, it's not until the second verse where Justin starts adding his own ad libs. Like he goes, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> very, <laughs> very really little, <laughs> very little John of him. Yeah. So, some of the lyrics are, I use whatever spell that law allows. That is, of course, if I knew how. And then Justin, this is an ad lib. She goes, he goes, she does. Woo. So, thank you for spoiling the wizard's secret, Justin. Right. And did you see that one girl, the extra in the crowd that was dancing like this? Like doing like the arms up white girl dance? (laughs) I love Disney Channel extras because they do not know how to act. And then it kind of, like, for one shot, most of it is shot as the rest of the show is shot. And then for yeah. one shot, the camera's going, like, in and out and up and down and sideways on Selena. And it's, like, very music video. Yeah. So you I'm, can see her awful pinstriped vest. I think this is the first time that Selena Gomez really sang on Disney Channel, besides the theme song. Maybe. So this album can't... This album. What? Her this episode came out in two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Yeah, well the la- the it very d- last d- day d- of two thousand eight. Yeah, depending on where where you're located, her first album came out in two thousand nine. So, yeah, this is like right. This is like they're setting her up. Yeah, and I'm sh- and I'm sure she like did some like Disney Mania a couple months before that. So. They had to get her ready. But, uh, so the crowd loves them. They go wild. Uh, these girls are, like, gushing over Justin, and uh, a record producer comes up and hands Alex's card. He goes, he goes hi, I'm, fr- I'm so-and-so from Legit Records. From Legit Records? Yeah. 
Uh, but and then it turns out that this was all a twist and that Max cast the spell to make it seem like there was a crowd there. D- did you see that coming? I did not. It, it left me a little gassed. And this is why, I mean, spoilers if you don't already know, I'm a little shook that Max isn't the family wizard. Yeah. And I Max think... actually ends up being the only one without powers because they end up doing like, for some reason, Alex is the family wizard. And then they also let Justin keep yeah. his powers. But Max is the only one who doesn't. So Max gets the shop. But after yeah. a stunt like that, if I was Smiley McGunkunk, I would have been like, <laughs> and given him. <laughs> right. He would be like, you know, what? we're not even going to do the, do the competition. Here's your full on powers today, Max. Right. But he makes the crowd disappear. But there are still a couple of real people that were in the substation. I guess just and not so, paying attention to anything that just happened. And so, no, this one guy stands up and claps. So I'm like, huh? He must have been so really, really enraptured in his turkey club. <laughs> He's like, this turkey club is so good. I don't care what's happening as long as I get more mayo. <laughs> so then we cut to the apartment and they just kind of have a discussion how technically. The mom is filming. Why is she filming them? I don't know. She's like filming this conversation. And then they bring up the fact that the dad was called the Italian buckaroo. The Italian buckaroo. And, and basically they start the having a more l- serious discussion about how he like squandered their dreams. And he's like, turn the camera on. <laughs> but I don't know I don't why know. she was filming to begin with. I don't, I don't even think like I understood like why. Like listening to it. I was like, what? Why is Rele- she filming this? Release the mockumentary. <laughs> release the wizard's mockumentary but yeah then at then max apologizes to jerry like like selena gomez was trying to apologize to david henry like the did i mention i was sorry and that's like you didn't you never said anything right <laughs> so then they finally they have like a heart-to-heart discussion about like let's follow our dreams whatever they are yada 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 um and then they actually let jerry live out his dream and go bull riding on a mechanical bull. Which have you ever ridden on a mechanical bull? No. You haven't? Uh-uh. What? I'm scared. They're like crazy. I remember so we used to go to the beach every summer. And I had this was the year I had a couple friends come with me to the beach, our family beach trip. And so there was a boardwalk, and on the boardwalk there was uh, a mechanical bull. And you had to sign a release if you were under the age of like 16 18 you know just in case someone gets hurt yeah of course and my little sister wanted to come with us and i was like yeah sure she was probably i was like 18 16 so she was like 10 9 so she's like can i ride the mechanical bull i was like can she ride it i didn't know about this release at at this moment and they're like yeah you just gotta sign off so she could ride it and i was like what if she gets hurt and i'm responsible <laughs> it was so i like i signed off on my little sister and she was fine but again and they're kind of embarrassing because you can some people are really good at it so like the longer you do it the the crazier it gets yeah and you like you know toss and turn and it's kind of embarrassing <laughs> because some people get off like as soon as it goes and then some people last a long time and some people like flip over and they're just hold, holding on by their legs and so that's always funny to watch 
it's always funny when drunk moms go out to the bar and us coming from Nashville, oh, I would yeah. see this all the time. And if the bar had a mechanical bull, you know, Betty Ann from down the street <laughs> who's having a night off with all the PTA moms. Betty is Ann on a mechanical is bowl. two vodka sodas in and she is going to woo. <laughs> she has a mimosa, not mimosa shirt on. Christ. Um, she goes, so y'all, yep. I'm cutting you Here off. Here we go, y'all. The episode please, ends with please. them doing the song again, but this time with Teresa, and she is singing like shit. Of course she is. And that's about all there is to it. Because according to, because the only Disney Channel mom that has talent is Carrie Martin. <laughs> how come, okay. Uh, how you come? are, you are disregarding her dead Ooh. soul, Tanya Baxter. <laughs> Taunt. Tanya Baxter. Tanya um, Baxter saved Corey and the boys. You cannot tell me she doesn't have talent. No, Tanya Baxter is. We stand. Tanya Baxter is a singer, an actress, a dancer, a comedian, a, a lawyer, a teacher. She's everything. She's, She's Barbie everything. with all her jobs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, on a scale of one to five, how hard did this episode rock? I would say I thought it was an enjoyable episode. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I actually liked it more than I don't know. I more than like the Sweet Life one maybe? Oh. I don't know. The Sweet Life one's like iconic, but I think overall the episode was strong. I don't know. There was something about it that I liked more than the Sweet Life one we covered. So I'm going to say five out of five. I was going to give this one a three out of five. And that's okay. Different I, I liked it. Um, the scary man was very scary. And mm-hmm. I didn't think any of the jokes were that great. But the band was fine. I just thought it was like a fun. I wasn't bored. I wasn't bored either. I don't know. Um, I, I Out of the ones we watch, it's just the ones that I, it's the one that I enjoyed the okay. least. Yeah. So where does that, Alabaster fair. Carnation fall amongst the other bands that we've talked about? Um, I would say it's not a memorable Disney Channel band at all. But just in terms of, like, talent. So, like, Waterworks is still in terms dead of last, talent. right? And then maybe Corey and the Boys, and then Rock Squared a little above them. I, I would probably put Alabaster Carnation above Rock Squared, but below uh-huh. the bands from Even Stevens. I agree with that. I de- yeah, definitely above Rock Squared. Because Rock Squared just sounded like Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> cool well, they, they're like, let's rock and roll. Cool I mean, they're all, they are 11. Yeah, they're, they're so. prepubescent. I think this is the the band with the least amount of members. <laughs> That's very true. Only two. Only two. And it's also the only band that, like, didn't... They weren't really a band. Like, we never saw them rehearse, and I don't know. It just was weird. Yeah. Thinking back on it, it is, like, the song is really shoehorned in there, and I I understand what the creator is, is trying to get yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think the band is ever referenced again. Oh, I'm sure it's not. Or I don't think there's any musical elements in the show ever again. There may be. I don't know. We we may find out. We may find out. I just realized this episode had Zilch Harper in it. 
<gasps> yeah. yeah. Interesting. No camp. Maybe she would have played the. Maybe she would have played the tambourine. <laughs> None of my campy queen. <laughs> Your campy queen is gone. She was in her tent, the campy queen. <laughs> All right. Is it now time for you reading Disney Channel, Becca? Yes. All right. You're reading Disney Channel. You're reading Disney Channel is a segment we like to do on here. If we talk about a specific movie or TV show episode, and since we're talking about the Wizards of Waverly Place episode making happen, we're going to read a scene from it. So this is all you need to know about this scene. This is when Alex and Justin decide to form a band, and the dad says you guys can keep the band if you get people to come to the substation to watch you perform. So that's all you need to know. This is the the scene, and Alex is passing around flyers for people to come to the band. So, Becca, would you like to be Justin or Alex? Justin. Justin? Ugh, you gotta I looked be smug. at what scene it is, and it's Justin, baby. You, you gotta be smug. I know. And I'll put on my Bermuda shorts to be Alex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And action. Here you go. Come listen to the loudest band in town. I hear they got a great drummer. She's cute, too. Hey, Alex. Hey, concert at Waverly Substation. Don't miss it. You named the band Burn without even consulting me? <laughs> I do everything without consulting you. Why would I start now? Because maybe I had a different idea for our band name, possibly with more of a reference to medieval plant life. Yes, because kids love medieval plant life. Look, I came up with the idea of being a band, so I should name it. Yeah, but I'm a better musician. I'm all, and the crowd's all, Justin, you're so good looking. And you're all, and the crowd's all, when's the guitar coming back? Justin, 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 Justin. You know what? I'm very annoyed with you right now. You know what? I'm kicking you out of the band. You can't kick me out of the band? Because I'm kicking you out of the band. You can't kick me out of the band. I already kicked you out of the band. Fine. Fine. And scene. Oh, you little smug, you. A little smarmy marmy. Smarmy marmy marmy. All right. What is the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? My Disney Channel lesson is that you don't have to have your backup plan at ready to go at all times. You can change your mind. You can try new things. If you want to be a bull rider one day and own a sub shop with the woman who with the worst singing voice in the world the next, that's all okay. It's all fine. Yeah, and I'd say if you decide to form a band and you write your own song and you have like a secret you're trying to keep under wraps, make sure there's no like any allusion to your secret in your song because maybe someone will put two and two together you don't want that to happen um so what that that was the month of music it was that was our month of music what do you think the month of music overall it was fun it's it's fun to see how many of these episodes have the same premise but in different yeah different uh like ways and different plots but also seeing the things that were repeated as well yeah a lot of the episodes have like A, B, C. Yeah. They always go to they. There's always going to be a breakup. Oh, so yeah, something happens. There, but then you know, twice we had a mom wanting to join, which was unexpected. Uh, we, this is three times in these episodes. Three out of the four episodes where siblings are fighting. Yeah. With the band. Yeah. Th- that's involved with the band. So two of them have bad singers. Two of them have bad singers. What were some of the other common 
things. Um, they always a... had to form the band to achieve a goal. Right. It wasn't just, we're just doing this for fun. But none of the goals were the same. Okay, so even Stevens, the goal was to be hired at the party. Mm-hmm. That's a Raven. Corey and the boys was... was performing at that event at the Chill Grill for the fundraiser. Right. Zach and Cody was like an actual battle of the bands. And then this was a backup plan for A plan to, <laughs> to prove that they can do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fun to watch the shows that aren't normally have music elements into them. They're like not known for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's why Hannah Montana never had a band episode. Because what, what, like, this show's already about a famous pop star. Like, right. what's Miley going to do? Oliver's going to, Jackson's going to form a band with Rico, and we're going to follow that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Which I'm sure there was a plot. I'm, it, it, I'm sure it got thrown out in the writer's room. Yeah. I think that's what my favorite thing about doing these uh, themed episodes is, like, they all have the same conclusion, and but they're they get there in very different like ways but they all like stop ways, at, yeah but they all stop at the same stopping points pretty much know? but if people want to see how you make it happen where can they find you you can becca? find me on instagram and twitter at heyo it's becca h-e-y-o you can subscribe to my youtube channel becca stogner for uh i only have one more robin williams review left coming out next week so make sure you're around there for the top 10 best and top 10 worst and the future of my channel after that you can also check out my other podcast youth group survivor support group we are ygssg podcast anywhere that you look and if you would like to see how i make it happen you can follow me on instagram at real hunter martin twitter h cameron martin and if you want to keep up to date on everything about the time machine podcast you can follow us on all the social medias instagram twitter tiktok we're there just type in the time machine podcast you'll find us uh rate and review us leave us a comment tell us what you like tell us what you don't like dm us on all the social medias we love talking to you guys we love we love hearing your feedback what you're excited to listen to some suggestions because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it all right well the friday after this is april fool's day and we have something very special on the docket for you guys but until next time we will see you later time travelers always buckle your seatbelts (laughs) 